the gift of your son, I pray that your will, you will turn our hearts towards you as Christmas approaches. Help us to understand that Jesus' birth was true demonstration of your love towards us and done by an ultimate obedience and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Be with us as we reflect on today's passage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, um, conclusion of Luke 1, it, it's, it's a little bit of a long Long, long. Uh, it's it's a long set of verses. Uh, so I'm going to try to get get through this uh, somewhat quickly. But uh, yeah, Luke. We're gonna today's text is Luke one, verses 57 through 80, and it reads as follows in the NIV translation. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her son, her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, no, he shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he wanted him to uh, be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed. And he spoke blessing God. And fear came on all neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill countries of Judea. And all who heard them laid up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the land of all who hate us to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us, that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. It's, it's been nearly a year since Zechariah has spoken a single word. I'm sure everyone in his family has wondered if he would ever speak again. As promised by the angel Gabriel at the temple visit, Zechariah and Elizabeth's baby is now born. Luke includes in his detailed accounting the story of how the baby gets his name. All of Zechariah and Elizabeth's close relatives and friends have arrived to rejoice and celebrate the baby's arrival. They all knew about the great struggles Elizabeth went through before having this miracle child. And now with God's grace and purpose, 
everyone close to the family wants want to support the parents during the baby's circumcision and naming. Without Zachariah's input, it must have been assumed by the family elders that the parent, baby would take on the family name. They announced that the child would be called Zachariah after his father. And it would only be natural that he would be raised to become a priest like his father. He would continue the traditions of being a Levitical priest as a descendant of Aaron. Baby Zachariah would continue in the family business. But Elizabeth quickly interjects, filled with the Holy Spirit, and maybe communicating with Zachariah beforehand. She knew the baby was to be named John. A disagreement, a disagreement arises among the close relatives, since no one in the family's name, family is named John. Why would she want to give the baby a name that no one has in the family? Zachariah is allowed to weigh in on the matter, and he declares by writing his name is John. Here Luke captures the significant obedience of John's parents. Referring back to verse 13 of the chapter, they were instructed to name their son John. And verses 14 through 16 reveal how they must have been reminded of how their child was to be raised and the great purpose that God had already planned for him. Since the angel's visit and Elizabeth getting pregnant, Zechariah must have meditated about what was prophesied in Malachi and realized the connection of John with the Messiah. The name given to the baby reinforces their understanding and commitment raising up John the Baptist in the manner the Lord intended. One who was to lead his own path in his own way. Baby John was not going to follow in his father's footsteps into the family business, but instead he would be a radical who preached to his fellow Jews about repenting from their sins. He was going to prepare a way, a new way, as the forerunner to the Messiah. After John is named, another miracle happens where Zechariah's tongue is now loosed. He is filled with the Holy Spirit and begins immediately to sing a song of prophecy and praise. Through Luke's accounting in chapter one, we see how intertwined are the lives of John the Baptist and the Messiah Jesus. It starts from birth and continues throughout until John's death and maybe even further. Elizabeth must have felt this too when she was overcome with the Holy Spirit during Mary's visit. Even before John was born, the baby leapt in his mother's womb with joy when he sensed Jesus's presence. And so must have Zechariah seen the signs as he contemplated the birth of their son. Before John was born, the parents had already realized what a gift he was to them and also the world. In Zechariah's song, Zechariah prophesies of the Messiah to come. These are verses 68 through 75. In the previous daily breath, we read and meditated on Mary's song of praise known as the Magnificat. While Mary's song expresses the social impact of the Messiah, Zechariah's song's song of praise highlights the impact of Israel as a nation in many ways from a priestly perspective. Uh, that's more my opinion. The Messiah comes from the redemption of his people, 
comes for the redemption of his people. We know the high price that he he is that he that is paid. That's verse 68. The Messiah is the horn of salvation for us. He is the mighty savior who has the power to save us. The Messiah saves us from our enemies and from the hands of those who hate us. The Messiah shows the mercy promised and remembers the holy covenant transcended through our father Abraham. Being delivered from our enemies, the Messiah gives us strength to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him in all, day, all our days. And Zechariah continues his song of praise for his child, John. He will be called the prophet of the Most High, preparing the way of the Lord. He will baptize his people with the forgiveness of sin and knowledge of salvation. He will give light into the world of darkness. He will be the guide to the way of peace. Luke finishes his accounting of this great story with verse 80. And I think this is the key verse of today's text. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. How easy would it have been for baby John to be named baby Zachariah, to be raised in the city with his loving parents, to be trained up by a father and many uncles who are all part of the family business, to have mentors and connections that could put you in good standing when you were ready to go into the priesthood. It would have been very natural. Knowledge transfer would have been very easy. The fact is that verse 80 reiterates the miracle birth of John and the miracle faithfulness of his parents, Elizabeth and Zechariah. It sums up how the child was raised as a Nazarene and not a Levitical priest like his father until he made his public appearance to Israel. He was in the wilderness, in the desert, and in solitude. From birth, the parents acknowledged John's ministry to become a prophet for Israel, meant requiring him to be separated from the worldly understanding of his family, his Jewish culture, and his father's Levitical hierarchy. His name being different from everyone in the family was just the start. John needed to be uh, separated from every expectation that his family and relatives had for him. The need to isolate himself and come from the wilderness was vital and necessary for the success of John's ministry. With the Holy Spirit guiding him, the parents lived every day with expectation of the promise received from God. They knew their child would have to live differently and be different. He would have to be a radical. This is not only required discipline. This not only required discipline by John, it required obedience and discipline by the entire family. To parents, this meant turning your own lives upside down and obeying God, even when it was not the natural thing to do. I wanna to close today with Luke uh, 27 through, Luke chapter seven, verses 27 through 29, where Jesus acknowledges the work that John the Baptist did for him in the world. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you 
who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. But the one who is yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus's words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they, they had been baptized by John. Let us pray. Father God, we want to acknowledge that your plan for each of us is perfect. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in each of our lives. We pray for daily submission to your will and thank you for your guidance and comfort. On this Christmas Eve, we remember, remember the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord who came to the world as a man to walk in our steps, to bear the sins of the world and to die on the cross so that we may be forgiven, forgiven and saved. We acknowledge the work of John the Baptist who made way for our Lord Jesus. We acknowledge the faithfulness of Elizabeth and Zachariah who as parents to their miracle child, let him go to be a bold instrument to his people to deliver your message of repentance. Lord God, help us to be humble. Help us to seek out where you are working. And we pray that our hearts will be motivated to make good decisions and serve you. We pray that our actions will lift you up and glorify you to the highest. We pray in your son's precious name. Amen. <laughs>